Welcome to episode 239 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode 239 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going mate? I'm uh, nervous. Oh, I just felt your nervousness too, yeah. why is that? Because we've got we've had a, got our first crappy day in ages over oh. here, it's raining and it's cold. But we've had a pretty good summer up to this point. And I'm worried that if it's a day like that I'll be devastated on race day for my big race coming up. It's two weeks away. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just like if it, if it, if it was. Like if you this, wake up in the morning, it's like yeah, this. I will, I'll be devastated. Break your heart. Yeah. That's the thing with putting on races. It is so weather dependent, isn't it? Totally. If you get a good day. Although, 19th of December, come on. You'd hope so. Yeah, it's Christchurch. I'm sure it's going to be fine, so get your entries in if you haven't already. Get your entries in. Okay, then. Well, this week's show, we've got some. Oh, no, sponsors. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Get on it and get some coffee, especially the people in the cold seasons in the morning, a nice warm coffee. Athlinks.com. Check out your social results, how you're smashing all your mates, and if you're not smashing them, just take them off your list. <laughs> you can remove them, and it's xendurance.com. And we are telling him about it yesterday. It actually works. It does. <laughs> yeah, so rock on. Okay, um, in this week's show, we've got some news, we've got Age Group of the Week, Website of the Week. We've actually got an interview of M, so we've got, we're focusing on... Uh, weight loss. I don't think I've actually got an age group in there. I think I forgot to delete that out. Okay, that's okay. And then uh, a couple of questions and answers at the end of the show. Uh, this week we've got some news brought to you by Xtry. Xtry.com, latest interviews, news and reviews with the stars. So you can check, check, check it out there, Xtry.com. First of all, we have results. Uh, I'm in Western Australia. I watched. I uh, just uh, watched a little bit of the tracking online on the day. And, uh, you know, coming off the bike, it literally looked like Luke Bell might be Back to his best, but he had a pretty poor marathon and um, and fell, fell away a little bit down to fourth place. But a bit of a surprise, you know, we would have picked last week, you would have thought maybe Luke Bell or Pete Jacobs or probably Patrick Vernay, possibly yeah, Scott exactly. Neerday. But um, Courtney Ogden took the race out, and I think it's his second Ironman win. Well, they were saying at this race, the best he's ever done before is fourth. Mm. So, you know, pretty massive, because it's a strong field. It is, and uh, he's one of those guys that's, you know, you'd normally say, yep, He'll come in sort of fourth, fifth. He's pretty consistent, yep. but but doesn't often have that winning power. And um, but this day he uh, he pulled it out. He had a, a good swim, a little bit off the pace, um, you know, about a minute and a half off the pace. Swam forty nine, rode four twenty eight, which was a great ride. And he um, that was on par with what Luke Bell did. And I think that's probably the fastest ride. No, we have a guy, uh, Jonathan Hotkish. Hotchkiss. 427. Yeah. Good spotting, Bevan. Mm. Um, but 428, that was a good, you know, he had a good lead over guys like Pete Jacobs, Matt White and stuff. They were they were down sort of 434, 438. But then, then ran a, f- a 252, so a pretty steady day for an 814. We have seen guys go faster than that, I'm pretty sure, on that course before. It is a pretty quick course. I think still. it's a very weather-dependent course. Mm. I think but it wins. Wins. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Maddie, again, Matty White, yeah. somebody we haven't talked about before either. He Again, he beat all the other guys as well, came home in 8.18. Pretty similar splits, just uh, about four or five minutes slower on the bike and came home in 8.18. And then Pete Jacobs, um, you know, perhaps you would have expected him to do better based on his kind of performance. Lost quite a bit of time on the bike, so swam 47, rode 4.38 and ran 2.52. So despite him having that amazing run split in Kona, he didn't actually get the fastest run split here, but we, when we talked to him, he wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't... wasn't like it wasn't a key peak. race yeah, for him. Yeah, he wasn't in peak, peak, peak. But he just 
caught Luke Bell. Yeah, we're, in, we're about 15 seconds between them. Um, okay, and then the girls' side of things. But Patrick Werner only managed fifth, which is a bit of a surprise. Yeah, and, and Scott Neely only seven. Guy mm. Crawford, but... Guy Crawford broke the nine-hour barrier with an eight hours 50, finishing yeah, 11th, 11th overall. But, but he would have been out of the pros. He would have been eighth. So oh, nice. might have... Uh, I don't, think, I don't know if we would have gotten the prize money for that. I think it only probably goes five or six deep. Okay, the girls' side of things. We have... So, uh, Kate Bavilacqua, I think that's how you So what was it. interesting about the race is they're both local people. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty weird. That's nice. They're both winners being locals. Yeah. But she she raced so hard, she actually got unconscious at the finish line. Well, I saw, the, yeah, the, I saw her coming down the finishing chute, and yeah, she was basically holding on to the barriers of the, of the finishing chute just trying to get to the finish line. Oh, really? And then basically did a face plant across the line and was completely out of it. So <sighs> good performance from her. Um, time-wise, if you want to pull up those times... Uh, uh, where are they? Wait, go, you know what? Go, go got, female. Go female. Just, just, no, no, just on here, look. It's better. Look at that. It doesn't, oh, it does give a spice. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, John. Um... We, Kate Bev, let's see if I get Slow this right. Bevelacqua, um, she came over to New Zealand a few years ago and had uh, won the tower, Porter Tower on a half, and beat then Joe Lawn. beat Joe Lawn and just smoked her in like the last 500 meters, and then had a head-to-head battle with her at Ironman New Zealand, and Joe Lawn managed to beat her in the end. Yeah. But since then, she hasn't done a lot, and so this is a real big. So first one. Yeah, first yeah. one, and and big race. Um, time not that quick you know Gina Ferguson has gone sub nine hours on that course and sure it's weather dependent probably a bit slower this year yep. but still um, 9.19 is, is not as fast Gina's a great athlete um, so she swam 101 got smoked in the swim but really strong bike 4.53 <coughs> and then ran a 3.20 um, and I would say she is a better runner than a 3.20 normally but maybe she put a, put a lot out there on the bike and Rebecca Keat you know, she seems to be becoming more and more of a, a yo-yo up and down you yeah, know really she can yeah. do these amazing races and then you know on paper she's had a fifth in the world at, at Kona yep. she should be you know, trouncing all these girls by quite a long way so a little bit disappointing for her but still second place 9.22 but it's hard to know isn't it it's hard to oh, know yeah. whether they're in this season and if this is just ticking the box to get to Kona next year And but you know you think if she was close to the end and she's only three minutes behind her because apparently they were within each they could see each other the whole run I think they might have come off the bike together I'm not yeah, sure yeah and I'm pretty sure close. most of the run they were pretty much within distance of each other and then uh, Kate just took it away at the end so good gutsy performance and then Amelia Peace, Pearson in third at 9.36 so 9.19 9.22 and then 9.36 Okay, then we also had uh, Phuket. Phuket, 70.3, the so-called Asia-Pacific champs, which wasn't really, it really was more just a um, another 70.3 race, but with a, a, an okay field in there. Um, Apparently it's a pretty tough course. Apparently the hills in it were very deceiving and actually pretty tough. Oh, yeah, well, that, when I raced over there, uh, the first half of the course, which which I did, there was extremely steep hills. And they're not that long, but they are extremely steep and probably the steepest hills I've ever raced well, on. A, a lady over there doing it, um, Gianna, and uh, she was saying uh, she literally walked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of people walking up it, and, yeah. uh, and they had a bridge on the on the bike as well. That sounded odd. Yeah, they had to stop, get off the off the bike, yeah, walk over a bridge, get yeah. on your bike, and away you go. Yeah, okay, I guess it's not that big a deal. It's, no. and if it makes the course a lot better, then I suppose it's not that big a deal. And it maybe it's a safety thing. Timothy mm. O'Donnell was saying, I think it was Timothy O'Donnell was saying, kind of make it a bit like cycle across. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
So Caroline Stephen, unsurprisingly, uh, took out the girls' race. Um, Had a great year this year. Undefeated in 70.3s. Really? Yeah, and second in Kona. Nice. So, and she's actually up for an award for the Swiss Sports Person of the Year Awards. And triathletes do well. You know, Swiss, the Swiss produce plenty of good triathletes. Mm. A bit surprised that Melissa Rolson from Australia finished in second place, four minutes down, and then Belinda Granger only managed third. But again, as we say, you know, Belinda Granger might have just turned off the engines after Kona and, um, and not done much but you would have expected her to probably be a bit higher up and then Sam McGlone only managed fifth place so I really wonder if she's ever going to get back to the top of her game you know second in Kona a few years ago 70.3 champ and, and just dominating a lot of races and now she's just you know been really struggling with injuries by the sound of it and hasn't quite get back to her A game Australia must that be you know like if you're you've got second in Kona you're, you're one of the best in the world mm. and then just you just get hit with injuries consistently and it, you know for some athletes it's just their career isn't it mm-hmm. it must be so frustrating so and on the guy side of things Timothy O'Donnell took it out in 359 from Massimilio Chiagna who wow, won nice work he, he won the uh the, the old Phuket race the week before, so he doubled up. And my pick from last week, Hideo Fakui, got third place, former ITU athlete. Where did you pick him? I, t- I talked about him last week. Oh, go, go back and listen to the show. Talking about him and, and picking him is a different thing. Okay, well, we'll go a few other things. No more WTS WBC races are coming up this year. The next one will be Ironman New Zealand, which mm-hmm. will be in early March. First Saturday of March every year. Yep, so uh, Ironman New Zealand. So it's a good... Eight weeks, nine, ten weeks away. Yes, we've got we've got some other race. Challenge Wanaka's coming out before then, but the next WTC race is then. And <clears throat> we broke the news last week about Marinda Carfrey. Yeah. And I put a Facebook post up. You did, John, didn't you? Just let the world know how great we, we are. We broke it on Tuesday morning, and then by Tuesday, by Wednesday morning, the New Zealand papers were all over it like a rash. It was yep. in the press. It was online. It was everywhere. It did get a lot of PR, didn't it? It did. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. The, I mean, New Zealand are quite good at that. That you know, when they do press releases and, and race week, other like other races, it seems to pop up all over the net. You know, yep. they, they do good profile stories, so they do some really good stuff. And yeah, it's a big coup for them. And Bev and I were discussing. Think, do you think it was her initiative, or do you think I mean New Zealand approached her? Oh, probably a bit of both. I would have said. I'm sure she probably would have got her feelers out there and probably wanted to get an early season race and you know, just put it out there and, and see who would come up with the best offer. But yeah, we were discussing it'd be a bit disappointing for Joe Lorne because realistically, for her to beat Marinda Carfrey is going to be a huge, huge yep. ask. Um, and the other thing is, is I, I was talking to John before the show, just kind of saying, well, why would why wouldn't she do Australia? You know, like it's kind of her home race. Why wouldn't you go and capitalise on your home race? And, and from memory, when we were looking at that the table, which had all the different uh, points and prize money of all the different races, I'm almost certain that I Man Australia had very very little prize money. It was like I think only twenty five thousand, but it had reasonably good points because they've got a seventy point three on the same day. I was figuring maybe they've got prize money for both. Whereas I Man New Zealand is fifty thousand dollars, which isn't too bad, but there's not that many points. But for her, points aren't really going to be an issue because she's got her Kona placing, just needs to tick an Ironman off the list, she'll do it, she's 70.3, so qualifying is not going to be an issue whatsoever, but she does have to do an Ironman somewhere. Here's a scenario, although I'm sure I'm going to, there's an answer. If she gets injured and can't do an Ironman for the rest of the year, she could still do Kona? She's got to do an Ironman. Wow, that'd be interesting to see if it happens, you know, because I'm sure, mm. you know, there, maybe in the future there will be a situation where a Kona winner will get injured, maybe can't do the whole year racing, but maybe we have to train up in time for Kona. Well, that's where the wild card thing might yeah, come in. Yeah, that's what <clears> I was thinking. Um, if they did have a legit sort of situation, I don't think they're just going to give wild cards to people like Lance Armstrong and stuff, but if somebody like 
Quarry or, or whatever couldn't race all season. I'd imagine that's where that'd come in, mm. which is fair. Which is which is a good idea. Yep. Uh, okay. Challenge of expanding more races. They've got a race happening in Denmark now. The half distance race in Arthas. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's going to be happening in thirty July. So it's probably quite good timing for they've got obviously their Challenge Copenhagen race in August. Uh, so sort of I don't know anywhere between sort of four to eight weeks out. So quite good timing if you're doing a bit of a prep race. And uh, yeah, it just continues to. to Lots of races on, happening, John, because the Rev Three is going to be having a new race in Portland, on uh, the west coast of uh, America, and that takes them up to was it six races? I think it is. Yeah, we've got other venues: Costa Rica, Knoxville, Quasi, Cedar Point, and South Carolina. So they're doing some good things, and they seem to get great PR. Um, I do wonder where the money's coming from because Rev Three, I don't think. As a brand or anything, that's the name of the series. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if they do get a, a title sponsor come on board. But yeah, they're doing good things. They, they seem they to have money like, behind them, don't they? Because mm. it doesn't look like it's half-assed. No, you know, and the prize money <clears> they're pulling off and stuff. You know, for first-year races, it's great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, whilst Challenge aren't going into the states, it seems like Rev are basically the challenge of yep. America and doing a good job. I wonder how long will be before Challenge go to the states. Okay, that's got to be the next couple of years. Do you think? I don't, I, I think they just focus on Europe. I mean, we, we often get carried away with the States, but there's so much racing in Europe and so yep. many good athletes, and the, the, the difficulties of going into the States are, are quite high with all the litigation, I would imagine, so you'd have to find some pretty good partners over there and, and maybe just focus more on Europe where they specialise, and it's a bit easier for them. Well, referee's obviously pretty confident about this race because they feel in the first year they'll be able to get 1,200 athletes for nice. a first-year race. It's pretty good. So, And they're saying they'll bring around 3,000 additional family and friends to the area. So... You've always got to pump that up, haven't you, when you're doing your power. Yeah. Well, if you've got a magazine, yeah. well, we only, we only produce 5,000 magazines, but our readership is yeah. like 55,000 because that magazine gets read 10 times by every Every member of the family reads it 10 times, I tell you. <laughs> I get other news. I'm in uh, Kona 2010. It's going to be on NPC in America on the 18th of December. So John's wondering if anyone can record that for us. You put If somebody could take that onto a DVD and send it over to us, Judge that Bar- would be Bar- awesome. does it. Yeah, that'd cool be appreciate because we won't get it in New Zealand for another two years okay and lastly there's more balls up by the WTC or NA Sport probably more yeah so WTC we painted with the same sort of brush because it's an Ironman thing but really it's more North America sports fault but it was pretty entertaining. Well, the sharpest effort was it, John? No, if you entered Ironman Canada, you know you, you, you get online and basically sells out. I'm sure within a, within a day, if not within hours, I don't recall exactly what it was. You pay across your whatever. I think it was five hundred five six five six hundred dollars and think sweet, I'm in for next year. And then North America Sports send you an email. Sorry, we forgot about this new tax thing that's coming in. So we're just going to charge you sixty nine bucks on your credit card. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah. So what basically happened was the, the, the Canadian government have had uh, seems to be like a GST or, or you know sales tax on top of their the, you know, transactions and it added to sixty sixty nine dollars on top of your fees. Now what they decided to do was not not necessarily even tell you. Eh? It was just well, sending you an email but saying it's coming you. out tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, didn't really get permission from people. So obviously a lot of people complained. So they reneged on that and they came back and said, well. You know, if you want to be nice and pay the yeah. tax, feel free. And if not, that's cool. We understand we made a mistake. So uh, in the end... They've done the right thing. Yeah. But really, if you're organising a race, and I'd feel the same. If I'd balls up something with my race, yeah. and if I've forgotten to add tax, I'm like, screw it. That's my pro- a big chunk of my profit gone. Yeah. And also these guys, they're, they're sitting on the money for a year. So they can, you know, they can earn a bit of interest. It's not like you're... 
it's not like they're struggling to make ends make ends meet. It is a lot of money. That's yeah, it is sixty nine dollars times whatever three thousand. The thing is, I think the second way they did it, yeah, would, would have been cool. You know what I mean? Like to go to people and say, "Look, we stuffed up. Sorry. You know, if you want to pay it, you know, it'd be great. We would really yeah. appreciate it." But we realised it was our mistake. You know, can you know, you can choose. That would have been a cool way of doing it. Mm. You know, because it was a mistake, and you know what? People make mistakes. And that's yeah. fair enough. And it kind of sucks that they have to foot the bill because it's a lot of money, but. At the same time, just to assume, you know, just to send out an email, just say, "Oh, we're taking money out of your account tomorrow," and it's kind of not the sharpest effort. So, at least they got it right in the end. They got it right in the end, John. That's the main thing. Okay, let's talk about a sponsor, Extreme Endurance. X Endurance, John. I'm going to put up the website. And so, if you go to Extreme Endurance, you can. Um, we talked about how Tao a few weeks ago, and if you go hear from our athletes, hear from our athletes. So yep. basically, up, up there they put a, more or less news from their athletes, results from their athletes. You know, Van, Ron Van Vlerken defending a title in Ironman Cozumel, um, and they basically put any news up there. And we talked about how Tao and the email he sent in. If you scroll down, Bevan, um, he must have sent that into them, or I'm not quite sure where they got it. But how Tao? Look at that. Um, if you want to read his, his Planet X gear on, yeah. If you want to read about what he thought of um, extreme endurance, and, and we sort of discussed it the other day, talks about through his races and, and how it worked when he was on and off it so um, yeah it's just good to see what other how other athletes are using it well how tell did you know this John was 1999 UK's fittest man I think I did know that how did they define that I don't know I guess it's probably an online voting thing or something like that I would imagine I don't know like yeah he does some pretty crazy things would have you liked to have done Clash of the Codes yes but I wouldn't have been very good at it Oh, see, I reckon I would have been alright at it because yeah, yeah. there's a mix because the aerobics guys won it. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Clash of the Codes was a program back in New Zealand, back in its oh, it was be 10, 15 years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, Hamish Carter was on it. Yeah, and they basically got three athletes from every sport, and then they did a combination of different sports. And it was you kind of ultimately needed to be pretty fit with mm-hmm. a bit of strength to mm-hmm. win it, eh? Mm-hmm. And uh, and the aerobics crew. Nice. Well, triathletes generally did yeah, pretty well. Yeah, they did pretty well as well, but they struggled with the strength stuff, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was always the rugby players in the leagues who did no good. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the way professional sporters these days, it'd be quite hard to pull something like that off again. Yeah, no, you um, wouldn't do it. But it was good in its day. Oh, it was an amazing show. So, anyway, we want to find out why Hotel is UK's first man. <laughs> but. If you, if you want to get your Extreme Endurance, um, or it could even be a Christmas present coming up, go oh, on nice. Extreme Endurance, uh, use the code IMTALK, and uh, you get yourself a nice little discount. And they've got all the different products, as well as the Extreme Endurance one. You know, you've got your glucosamine, and you've got your uh, fish oils and what have you. So get on there, and also, you know, give them the old I like on the, on the Facebook side of things, and then that'll keep you updated on all their different developments and uh, if they do any other testing and stuff, they're very, very good at keeping you up to date via the Facebook side of things. So, well, it's just really interesting how much you know, for a blog of just a product, they're actually really good at keeping up to date, don't they? It's, yeah, you know, it's not half assed It's really great. So, so check it out. Xendurance.com. Use the code IMTalk. I am talk for lactic buffering. Okay, John. Uh, discussion of the week. Okay, so who should we get on the show? And I must say, we've got to give some love to good old Veganator right now. Yeah, the constant deliverer. What, yes, is that what we're something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Consistency. Mr. Consistency. Then we added on a couple of other ones. Yeah. He's got lots of names. He has. But he's been going hardcore on this week's question, hasn't he, John? So he's, he's contacted a couple of coaches. Um, I think one was Joe Filiol, I think, and the other one was Paolo somebody other. Yep. Um, I think I've, I've heard of both. I've heard of, definitely heard of the guy Joe. Um, haven't heard too much of the Paolo guy, but 
we'll look at getting them on and he's hooked us up with them yep. and somebody uh, Andrew Brinsurch said Joe Friel um, oh, the discussion was um, what are some of the educational people that you want us to get on the show so who are the real experts in their field who you feel could add value to the Trithic community mm. that we could get on the show So Andrew Brinsurch said Joe Friel and we should be able to hook that up I'd imagine um, Gordo's fairly good friends with him so we should be able to hook that up ok Olaf how do you say one John? Schweidler Okay, and then uh, Sheila Tormina. Uh, that's a great name. Sheila, she's a very talented athlete. And she is a uh, world triathlon champion and Olympic swimming gold medalist. Wow, she has a book called uh, Cool to Suit that you can get on her website. In short, she seems to really know her stuff when it comes to swimming faster and thinks she would be a great benefit to the listeners. She's pretty energetic and would fit right in with you boys. So she is qualified for the Olympics in three different sports. Wow. She went to the Olympics for swimming. And Won a gold? A yeah, I think that was a relay gold, but still. Hey, gold's still, gold, mate, gold's I'll take gold. it. Yeah. Uh, she went to the Sydney Olympics and competed in triathlon, and she finished in fourth place, oh, really? pretty close to getting getting on the uh, on the podium. And in last Olympics, she competed in modern pentathlon, which is uh, we did like the horse riding, shooting, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, swimming, yeah. Yep. So, I don't know, sort of like a triathlon with horse riding and shooting, I think. So, yeah, I think I think she's the first person ever to do that. So. And, and she was a world champion triathlete as well, was she? I think she did. Might, she might have won somewhere. Come on, John, you know I, this I stuff. What year? I have a feeling. Here we go, against the teeth. She might have... Madeira, 90... No, that was... Madeira was prior to Athens. What year was Athens? Uh, uh, 2004. That would have been 90, 2004. Yeah. I reckon she won in 2004. I'm going to put that out there. The World Championship. World champ- when we have a little break, we'll go and check up on that at the end of this. But I, I Because for those who haven't listened to the past shows, John's a bit of an expert on who's won when. Bevan Doherty won in 2004 with Madeira, and I think she might have been here, won in a sprint finish with uh, with the, the Spanish dude, go Ivan on, Rana. Yes, nice, John. Go. Love your work. Jo- another John. John, the Mountain Snail Hancock. Nice. I thought I should wait a year before setting this one because, <laughs> because I, John, I did John's sort of... Uh, <laughs> Kids coaching last week, but thanks for the things on kids coaching. Very good. I should get onto it in Wellington. Paul Newsom with an E. That's enough not to get him on here. Um, he's the head coach of Swim Smooth. We got interview and um, we've actually been in communication with him, haven't we? Yeah, and Quite a few times. Annette Lee was sent in saying to me on email as well, saying that um, they've got some now got some connection with British triathlon. So yeah, we may well get him on. Yeah, people and people talk of him really highly, like he knows his stuff. Um, Fegan, he's well. He's got lots, and he's actually been doing the work for us. So um, he's got like Suri Lindley, who's a really good coach. Quite well, so oh, yeah. I should be able to get that hook that up. Um, coach Vern Gambita um, seems to know what he's talking about. So does Pablo Paulo Souza, and he mentioned one other guy who I haven't heard of before. Uh, the guy who's been who coached uh, Sinbali, and he's coaching Bockel and. Those guys. Maybe to them one of the emails because he sent us quite a few emails through. Yes, but he's been doing great work to get some really good people on the show, so they'll be coming up early next year. Oh, right? so the next guy. Sorry, I'm stealing your love, Dave Robertson. Okay, um, he's saying Danish-based coach Michael Kruger has some impressive results with Sinbali, Henning, Rap, and Bockel. Wow, well, that's some pretty good athletes, aren't they? So we may uh, look to try to get in, in touch with him. And then the guy Matt Dixon from Purple Patch Fitness. He's been coaching Chris Liado, Lindsay Corbin, and Tyler Stewart. Wow, so good we'll do our best to um, get some of these guys on over the next sort of year. Won't happen next week, but it'll happen sometime soon. Okay, so uh, um, this week's discussion is a really interesting one, and I'm going to read the email that uh, that I might actually put it up here. Um, I'm going to pause for a second, John. That's not up there. 
No, I think there was some of this discussion afterwards. So I said, can come back. We're back, and we did two things in the break. We found that email that I need to find. But secondly, John, we, we did the research. We did our P's. And I was right. He was right. 2004, who was the champion? Sheila Tormina and Bevan Doherty. And Bevan Doherty. Wow. First male ever world champion for New Zealand. What about 2005? 2005. I need a location. If I get a location... Why does location work for you? Just remember the racing, do you? Yeah. I love it. He goes into a different place team. He looks off into the distance. Thinking really it's hard. Not, it's not coming to me quickly. Okay, we'll come back to it later on. Okay, so this is from Agent Del De Clerk, and uh, he was basically he said I have a recommendation for a discussion of the week. I did Arizona a few weeks ago and happened to see Chrissy Wellington blow people off twice in being a real bitch. Basically, is what he's saying while doing it. I'm a huge fan of Chrissy's, but she's definitely not happy. Uh, the happy go lucky person we all seem to think she is. Always, I thought. Uh, uh, anyways, I thought it would be interesting discussion to think what pros commitment towards their fans should be. In Chrissy's defence, both times she blew people away, she was busy talking to some other big shot. It got me thinking she deserves her privacy, but then I came around to the, and decided that people like her, especially prior Iron Man to Iron Man, where her fans are around, need to put the fans first. She has ample time to talk to big shot buddies and competitors when average Joes have their very limited access. Now I went back to her, um, this because I thought it was a bit unfair. Um, and I said I have to say I'm going to defend Chrissy here the standards we put on Chris, people like Chrissy are massive and at times this can be hard work can you imagine being in a small town before a race and everyone and I really mean everyone wants to talk to you and get a photo of you plus everyone is watching what you do and making judgement on your every move this is the first time we've ever got an email about Chrissy in this kind of way and uh, from our experience she's been pretty great for the sport we kind of went through back and through and then at the end of the discussion I kind of went back and I think I thought the discussion would be, uh, we could have a discussion around this. While I read your email, I did wonder to myself, if the pro, is it the pro's jobs to be there for the fans? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, like, some people love doing it. Like, some people, like, it seems to me Chrissy does love doing it. And I think, you know, Adrian maybe just caught her at the wrong moment or maybe mm-hmm. she was tired. Like, you've got to remember the people and, you know, mm-hmm. and like, so, um, but I mentioned some pros don't even want to talk to the fans. Oh, Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, you know, like well, that's the thing. You get in your zone, and you basically you're focused on doing the race. And yes, is it, is it your responsibility? Yes, it probably is. But you know, they're focused on being there, doing the race, winning the race. And well, that's what I thought. So yeah. I thought, you know, why read you? I did wonder uh, myself. To, is it the jobs um, job of the pro to be there for the fan? They love doing the sport. Does that mean they have to commit time to people they don't even know? This is a pretty deep question, and we go off in different directions. And that's what we, we want you guys to do. Um, I know there's a benefit for them financially, but is it a requirement for the sport? So that's the discussion. Is it what? Maybe what are your expectations of pros, or what do you think they should be doing? Yeah, and how accessible should they be? Yeah, yeah. Do so, you do you care? Yeah, and, and yeah, because from what I know of Chrissy, Chrissy's bloody great, isn't she? Mm. And she puts a lot of time into you know the people when you know you, you lead up to Kona, you go to Kona. Don't, don't put it too oh. much out there. You got to hold it back for next. Okay, week. John. So what are what are your expectations of pro athletes, and do they need to be there for the fans? Pretty much at all times, even in race week. Okay, John, it's this week's discussion. Do I need to put music on? Yes. Okay, yes, music. And 
interview of the week. Oh, nice. So I didn't we were, okay. Yeah, interview right. of the week. Yes. How, how, Bevan, how are Des and Troy today? <laughs> you'll figure that out till later on. Yeah. You'll love that one. It's yeah. a good one. Yeah. We, we loved it. We loved it. We loved it. Did you? Nice. Nice. So you'll hear oh. about that. Remember, coming up now, M from M's Power Cookies. If you want to get your Power Cookies, go to mspowercookies.com. They're bloody tasty. We've got a link to it on our website, haven't we? Excellent training food and just good tasty stuff. And now you can get the little Power Bite thingies as well. And they're great for kids' lunches. So healthy, good, nutritious stuff. Get on it. Good times. Here we go. Here's M. We're in the, the stinky studios today. Yeah, we've added a new flavour to the studios and it smells. What's all that about? <laughs> that flavour is... Uh, it's Bevan. Power, the power, power Monster. M's, power Monster? M's Power Cookies. That's M's what, here. That's what a partner calls hey it. guys. To, to, talk, uh, to talk nutrition, to talk Power Cookies and then to talk to me about training. Yes, yes. <laughs> She's on the comeback. She's in two minds. She's in your ankle, haven't you? Injured your ankle. Yes. And you're not sure whether you're going to do the coast to coast or not, but now it's coming better. So the light yeah. sun, the clouds are clearing. Yeah, well, I've been doing my base fitness, you know, just easy stuff. And then this weekend I did a bit of a test test mission, went through the mountain run, and I was really surprised with how my ankle pulled up. But then I had the whole dilemma, like, oh, okay, I still have a lot of work to do between now and February, and can I do it? And so it's all these questions, but... Um, so that's where Coach John will come in and... Exactly. And did you do the YMA Classic? I did, I did, I did. It was okay. I didn't paddle that well, but having said that, I don't have the... Like, my miles have just been easy. I haven't done yeah. anything hard and nothing that long. So it Listen was to really her talk to him, because he's the coach. She kind of changed right. her tone. It was a little bit cold in here. Yeah. It was a training race, but it was also a bit of a wake-up call, because one of my main competitors was there, and she, she pretty much kicked my ass. Yeah. Oh, so, who was it? Sophie Hart. Oh, Sophie Hart. She's a babe. She's heartless, man. Heartless heart. That's what we call her. Heartless heart. Oh. Oh, come on. No, Sophie's good. So, so, but it's good to see the girls are paddling well because then it gives you an indication of, of where you're at yeah. and, and what you need to do. And so, no, it was it was a really good um, experience for that. Awareness, awareness, cool. Okay, well, yes. last time on the show, we said send through some questions, and we're going to get a question through from Michael Short Reed, and uh, he's basically asking some weight loss questions. So today we're going to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about weight loss, and his question yes. was, I have a weight loss question or two for him mm-hmm. that you might be using in your upcoming podcast with you. Here it goes. And I'll even convert them to metric for you. Okay, I'm a pretty lean guy. He's basically 183, which is six foot, isn't it? Yeah, Four, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's six foot because I'm 181. Here, I'll do which the is a, I'll do the calculation. Hold she's on. Going to do the calculation. Whoops. And 77 kg on average. In winter, I might go up to 78 kg, but when I'm in form for my aim race, I tend to be around 86, 76 kg. So here are my concerns. How much does a kilo of weight <laughs> slow down my performance for different race distances? We'll go with that one first, eh? That's probably more a question yeah. for John. It's uh, for an Ironman. I, I, Kilos, not it, it's 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 just a trade-off, you know. It, it's hard to put a number on it because for you know if you really lean up a lot for an Ironman, then you're probably going to swim a little bit slow, which isn't that big an issue. You may lose a little bit of power on the bike, but then you're going to run a little bit better. So it's quite hard, you know. If you're just going for a running race, then I'd say you know get as light as you possibly can. Um, but I would say it's less. Uh, I probably say it's less important for Ironman um, to be uber, you know, over the top with your weight um, because you've got that long ride, which is a, it's a key part of the race. For your shorter distance races, um, I'd say it's more important to be lighter. Um, but you just don't want your swimming to be dropping off too much. So, very very tricky answer to a question to answer. But I'd say um, you just focus yeah. on getting. Nice and lean. Yep. And I can sort of add to that. I just did a quick calculation. And um, 
Michael's BMI would be at 22.99, so basically 23. And your ideal BMI is between 20 and, and 25. Yep. So, so Michael, you rate in the sort of, well, I well, guess, well, correct let's, zone let's, for let's BMI. Let's take it back a few steps for yep. those who know nothing about this kind of BMI stuff. Body mass index. Yeah, so, so what is that and how do okay. we calculate that? Okay. It, it is. It's a really simple calculation to do. All you need is a calculator and some metric conversions. So cool. you take <laughs> you take your weight. So so for Michael, he weighed. We did seventy six kilos. I used his race weight. Yeah. So so the actual calculation is your height in meters squared okay. divided by your weight. So he's one hundred and eighty three centimeters. Okay. So it's one point eight three squared, which is three point three four nine. Okay, I was writing. I I I was I was using the works. Well, I was using Bevan's pen. She's looking at the paper and there's nothing written on it. I was I was reading the imprint because I was using Bevan's crappy pen. So now I've got my pen, which works. Blame it on me. Okay, so so one point eight three squared is three point three four nine. So then you go seventy seven divided by three point three four nine gives the BMI of twenty three. So that's totally fine. And BMI is a good measure to look at what your optimal weight is. However. The formula is skewed for people who are abnormally muscular. Yeah. So for big, muscly men and women. They say that a lot of women, people come across as obese. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, I, I just did a nutrition assessment on a, on a guy. He's like a big uh, martial arts guy. Yeah. And, and his BMI, like he, he did need to lose a few kilos, but his BMI basically put him in the obese range. And I yeah. said, look, you're, you're not obese, yeah. but because it, it is skewed. So you do have to bear that in mind. But yeah. for the average population, it's a pretty good indication. But again, you, you want to look at different things. Things like your body mass index. What is your normal weight for you? What sort of where do you normally sit, or what's your set point weight? Mm-hmm. And and also to how lean you are. So if you have a trainer or somebody who's qualified to take your your anthropometric measurements, which is actually measurement of your body fat percentage, yeah. mm-hmm. that's something that you can put into the picture. So y- y- you've got three things that you want to look at, and that's your normal set point weight, where what's normal for you, what's your BMI. And what are your anthropometric measurements? And also, where do you need to sit to, to perform well? You know, I, I find as an athlete for myself personally, if I get too skinny, definitely I lose power. And there is a trade-off. And that just comes down to a personal sort of yep. choice. If you get too lean and too skinny and you see it time and time again, especially for events like Ironman, yeah. you get too skinny, you do the race and you crap out, you mm. you um, you get sick, you get injured, you don't recover well. I know a girl who did the Coast to Coast a few years ago who was very, very lean going into it and it was a real, um, it was in a year that it got all flooded out. And, yeah. And she ended up, it just, it broke her, you know. And this part always cracks me up when you go to races and they say, oh, you know, Tony's looking so lean and yeah. fast, and I'm going, well, it's not, that's not, not always the best yeah. and, and, and when you yeah. look at the ITU athletes on the, the World Cup circuit, because they're looking to run very, very fast 10Ks, they are trying to get as lean as they possibly can, yeah. but then you often see them just taking a little bit too far, and then they swim like crap, and they miss a bunch, so it's game and, over. And let's be yeah. honest, that's a totally different sport to what we're talking about here, isn't yes. it? Like ITU comparison to Ironman. Yeah. It, yeah. They're both triathlon, but they're different yeah. beasts, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Ironman, you you have to have that, that fuel in the tank. You need to have that recovery mm. ability, and, and if you're too skinny, and, and, and you run the risk of being run down and running on that fine line, mm. and if you cross over it, you're just going to be um, shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. Can also be a little bit course specific if you're training for a very very hilly course. You know, if you're looking at doing say Norseman or um, Silverman or, or a very very hard Ironman yeah, like Lanzarote, yeah. well, no, then you want to be try to be light for the yeah, for the climbing true, yeah. and for the running. Mm-hmm. 
and you can maybe trade off a little bit, say, well, I'm, I'm going to try to get as lean as I can and lose a little bit, potentially lose a little bit in the swim, mm-hmm. but by being lighter, I'm going to climb better, and then I'll run better. Um, so you've, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult trade-off. Um, <coughs> but we'll go to the second question. Since I'm already lean, I'm scared of trying to drop a kg at my race time by limiting calories. I risk um, losing, losing muscle, muscle slash speed and slow, slowing recovery. Yep. So if, if we look at um, a bit of a generalisation, if, if, if guys like Michael are trying to lose their weight, when roughly is, is the best time to be trying to do that? Should they be doing that in their, their base phase and then just trying to keep it fairly even all the way through? Or um, can well, you, do, you, do you look to tr- sort of periodise it out? I, I would probably look at doing it more... Um, not the base phase is, is probably a little bit too early, if anything, yep. because then remember, as you increase your training and the intensity, the weight's going to come yeah. off anyway. So I would say it's in sort of that real. I, what what phase is that Middle, called? Middle sort of maybe muscular endurance phase, sort of yeah, tenish sort of weeks out. Yeah, or so. that's right. And then you last four to six weeks before the event. You you should sort of be where you want to be, and yeah, then yeah. and then that last that that last section, you you're doing your. Right. You know, you're fine-tuning stuff. And, and again, because some of the workouts might be a little bit more intense, that does also help with, with the weight loss as well, with, with the increased intensity. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, don't obsess about it too much. Yeah, and remember, that's, that's what I was kind yeah. of thinking then, is you kind of go, 1kg mm. at the end of the day, is it worth this much yeah. use of mind energy? Yeah. But we can give some tips to help make sure that you're not gaining any weight and that you are optimizing your weight and fueling yourself appropriately. Yeah. So we'll we'll address that that part of the question when we go through some of the other things. Oh, I suppose, like, as an athlete, John, have you ever worried about weight that much? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so like, but, like even when I, when I was... Um, Building up for say Christchurch for the Christchurch Marathon this year, I was I was I wasn't going anal about it, but I was really focused on on trying to, to lean up. Didn't worry about it so much in, in Auckland, um, mm-hmm. and I raced better. But then, I, you know, again for the Christchurch one, it was freezing cold. And, yeah. uh, but you know, mm-hmm. yes, I definitely have. And uh, and often you think about oh, just it's, it's girls worrying about their weight, but no. guys are. It's equally equal. as, as, as I, I never worried about weight which is interesting but maybe yeah, yeah maybe I should have see and I, I, <laughs> I never worry about weight either I just find that it comes off with, with my training but I also mm. do a few things to, to help with that and one of them as we mentioned at the last podcast was I stopped drinking beer yeah and, and I think that's that's where if we can look at, um, at sources of extra calories that are unnecessary uh, if you can look at eliminating those yeah. and, and really just making sure that you're getting in your correct Percentages and your correct quantities of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, but never, ever, ever compromise your training nutrition. So what you have, and what I mean by that is your pre-training snack, your fueling during yeah. your training, and your post-recovery. You never want to sort of starve yourself while during that period. During that period. Yeah. Well, you never want to start starve yourself anyway. But if you are looking to cut back calories, you do that on your sort of normal daily meals. Yeah. But you don't want to cut them back too much so that you, because then if you do, then you will be compromising your recovery because your daily nutrition pr- plays a role in, in your recovery and getting yourself prepared yeah. for your next day's workouts. So let's take it back a step. Let's, let's you know, because th- this was quite a, always oh, on my phone, there was, that was quite a specific example of um, what I'm saying, you know, really getting really lean. What about the athlete who are trying to lose weight? Because we've got a lot of listeners out there who are maybe yeah. trying to do their first race yes. and trying to lose some big weight. Yeah. As you start talking, I'll go answer my phone. We'll, okay. we'll, break, we'll break it down into maybe two, I was sort of breaking it down into two different groups. So the guys that are maybe are a bit overweight and they're carrying 
yep. for carrying fat yep. um, versus the guys that are maybe trying to lose muscle mass. So if we maybe focus on the, the, the guys that are that are a bit overweight, yep. what, what are some strategies they can be using to um, you know to try to start to lose that, that fat rather than focusing on the muscle? <clears throat> yep. Okay, if you want to lose weight, it comes down to your overall energy intake versus your energy expenditure. So to lose a pound a week, you, want, you need to reduce your calorie intake by about 500 kilocalories per day. Right. Okay. So it, what you need to start doing is looking at your food labels and looking at the actual energy content of your food. So, But, the, but there's two things. You want to look at your total energy content, but you also want to look at the carbs, fat, and protein. And um, there are resources out there and you know dietitians that can help you. But as a general rule... For the percentage of your of your carbs, fats, and proteins, those are your macronutrients. You want them to be at around sort of the fifty-five to seventy percent carbohydrate, mm-hmm. twenty to thirty percent fat, and about fifteen percent protein. And um, so those, that's that's what you want to look at in terms of the the composition of your energy. And then of course your total energy, you want to look at bringing it down by about five hundred calories a day. And then you can look at where are the empty calories coming from in your diet. Yeah. And oftentimes... What's they, an empty calorie? An empty calorie <laughs> is is calorie or energy that's coming from food that's not providing nutrition. So, for example, lollies yep. and added sugars and um, sh- sugary drinks. Yep. Um, those are considered empty calories beer. because... Beer! Well, <laughs> beer is good. <laughs> Don't give her a funny look as you said that. <laughs> um, because there, you're not getting any nutritional benefit. There's no vitamins, minerals. There's no dietary fiber. They're, they're, they're not giving you a sustained energy source. They're not low glycemic index. So, and, it's, and, it, and because they're not very filling, because they're just sugars with no substance to them it's really easy to eat or drink a lot of them and so one thing is to be aware of is how much are you drinking of calories i never say drink your carbs i always say eat your carbs so if you're Mm going to have juice skip the juice and eat a piece of fruit because the fruit will have less calories than what the glass of juice will and better nutritional and better nutrition because it'll have more fiber juice isn't necessarily unhealthy but if you drink a lot of it or more than what you should be and you're trying to lose weight it can be a source of excess calories so so one, for example, one glass of juice is is about let's say one cup of juice is about thirty grams of carbohydrate. There's four calories per gram of carbs, so 120 calories. Mm. So you know, more, whereas if you have a it's easy to lose it, it, and you it, it's easy, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you add it up, and, and so there's that your your added sugars, and then of course your added fats, and people often underestimate how much fat they're eating especially if they're eating out in in restaurants or cafes and and fat doesn't necessarily make you fat but fat carries over twice as many calories yeah, per so gram nine calories, isn't it? Yeah. so it adds up quicker yeah so it's yeah. nine calories per gram of fat and for most people i recommend around about a gram like to get you to that 20 to 30 percent fat for the day it's around one gram of fat per kilo per day so if you weigh 60 kilos 60 grams of fat a day great however if you're really overweight and you want to lose weight and let's say you're 100 kilos and you really need to be down to 80 then base your fat allotment for the day on your target weight which would be 80 grams of fat and then start looking at your labels and look at the fat content of foods look at the fat content of meats meats are notorious for hidden fats yeah so you know the internet's a great tool to to look up nutritional contents of, of different foods just google search steak and you know it'll come up and you can you can find all that information it's pretty easy uh, in addition to of course nutrition labels so um one tablespoon of any oil is 14 grams of fat 
So not saying that don't eat oil, but mm. just it, bear in mind that that 14 grams is going to con- be contributed towards your target of 60 for the day. Yeah. An avocado, it's a healthy source of fat, but half an avocado is about 15 grams of fat. A quarter cup of nuts, good source of fat, 15 grams. Yeah. So if you're picking out on nuts because you think they're really healthy for you, it's really easy to add up a lot of fat grams and then boom, all of a sudden you're, you're overeating. So, so there's the extra sugars, the extra fats. Protein isn't so much of a problem in terms of people getting too much of, too it, much yeah. of it. Most people do eat more than what they need for the day for protein. Your, your protein requirements for endurance sport are about 1.3 to 1.7 grams of protein per Pretty kilo contained. of body weight. So... So that kind of gives you an example there, and then and then same well with carbohydrates. You're looking at um, for tr- if for for your average person who's overweight and who's just getting into triathlon and and they need to be eating enough for training nutrition, they're going to be looking at around five to six grams of carbohydrate per kilo per day. What, what do you think about like all the fair diets? You know, you got like the you know no breads and crap like that. Do you, do you have carbohydrates that you? Do you try to point people away from? Yeah, and that just goes back to healthy eating principles. I always say, look, go for the low glycemic index, the high fiber, high protein sources of carbohydrates. So, for example, bread. People think, oh, bread's bad and it makes me fat. But if you eat really good quality bread, the heavy kind of bread, like in New Zealand, we've got these, you know, Bergen and Vogels and Mm, the real grainy, the kind of bread where you pick it up and it's like, whoa, it's a heavy loaf of bread. You want a good, dense type of bread that actually has a high protein and and fiber content because then you know it's got all the bits and pieces because whole grains like your oats and beans and, and, um, you know, legumes and stuff like that. They've got the fiber and the protein content. So those are your good quality carbohydrates. And not only are they lower in calories, they also fill you up. So you're going to be less likely to overeat on the junk food. And it's really interesting, you know, lately I've had some nutrition assessments for, for people, for some private clients I've been working with. And, you know, they're overweight, they need to lose weight. And they, they say, oh, you know, they send me their food records and, and they're hardly eating anything. And it's like, well, well, what are you eating? You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, but they, they're not, what, what they're doing, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot again because they undereat because they think that carbohydrates are bad and they shouldn't eat carbs late at night. And, and so they cut back on the carbohydrates, but then the other side of the equation, oh, but then my problem is, is I get cravings. And then, well, what are you craving? And then they, they pig out on junk food. Yep. And of course, they don't report that in their food records. They just they just tell you yeah. what they think I want to yeah. see. And, yeah. and they, they think that I'll be impressed by their low intake of, yeah. <laughs> of carbohydrates. Like, I know you're eating something yeah. because that 110 kilos didn't come from the, the air. <laughs> like, so, yeah. The, <laughs> you, you're saying... So you're saying to reduce your daily intake by, what was it? 50, by by 500, 500. 500 calories a day. And, and how do you adjust that for, for training? So if somebody is, say, training a lot more, um, uh, do you adjust that? Or do you so say you, are you asking, you just because you're putting more energy out, yeah. should it decrease? That's where I'm saying never change your training nutrition. So you're always still, and we've, we've gone through that in past podcasts. And also you can yeah. go to my website, powercookies.com. And I've got my nutrition brochure. It's a PDF document yeah, on my great. website. It's really great. Yeah. And that gives you the guidelines for what you need to be having before, during and after training. Yeah. So never under eat or compromise your intake during surrounding those training workouts. But for your daily meals, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and your other snacks throughout the day, that's where you can take back the 500 calories per day. I wouldn't recommend doing much more than that because then 
A, it's going to be too big of a change from what you're used to doing, and then you're going to be less likely to stick with it. And, and it doesn't matter where that 500 calories comes from, eh? So, like, for example, you're best to actually try to take a little bit off each meal, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you can look at reducing... mentally it's easier yeah. instead of going, to go, oh, well, okay. yeah. yeah. You can reduce your portion sizes, yeah. but but have a look at your diet. And if you are drinking a lot of booze or you're, you find that you love your lollies, things, yeah. yeah, look at the obvious things to cut back. Do a fat do do a couple days food records. Be really honest. Yeah. Tally up how many grams of fat you're eating because yeah. it it can be really um, deceptive in terms of what you think you're eating and what you actually are. I know when I've worked with people, the, the food diary is always the best thing. Yeah. Because as long as you can get people to be honest with it, you know, there's, there's that awareness of what because yeah. people just aren't aware of what they're yeah, doing, are yeah, they? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you never want to starve because that's where <clears> it goes to that sort of disordered eating pattern where you undereat and then you're hungry and then you end up pigging out on the stuff you shouldn't be eating and the unhealthy stuff because you get the cravings. You should never have cravings and you should never feel hungry, mm-hmm. but you. You should always feel like when you're eating and sitting down at your meal, you should feel ready to eat and like you sort of like, oh, I've, I've worked out hard and I deserve this meal and yeah. you, you're sort of rewarding your body, but you never want to starve because what happens then is you, um, you, your body will go into a low blood sugar phase where it starts to wonder when you're going to feed it next. And so rather than having a nice efficient metabolism, you actually teach your metabolism to become a good storer. Yep. So you're going to hang on to those calories. You're going to be less efficient in burning those calories. So, again, it's that shooting yourself in the foot thing. So you want to make sure that you're eating consistently. Like when I work with my clients, I do consistent carbohydrate plans. So so if I'm working with an athlete and they're, let's say, let's say they're 80 kilos, they really need to get down to 70 kilos. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, okay, right, 70 kilos times let's say five grams of carb per day is 350 grams of carbohydrate. And then what we do is we split that 350 grams of carb up between breakfast, lunch, dinner, and some snacks. So it might be, you know, 70 to 80 grams of carb per meal and three snacks per day at 20 to 30 grams. And the reason why we focus on the carbohydrate is because, A, that's the majority of where your calories are coming from. 55 to 70% of your calories come from carb. So it makes sense to actually plan your meals and snacks around the carbs. Mm -hmm. B, the carbohydrate is the fuel of choice for your body to function for your day-to-day functions, but also for your sport and for having energy to train. So if you skip your carbohydrates in a particular meal you go into that low blood sugar phase and then that's where your body starts to wonder when you're going to feed it again and it it, your metabolism becomes inefficient so it's it is very important to um to have your to have to follow that consistent carbohydrate intake throughout the day and um one question i have um is you know, ideally you want to lose half a kg of body weight a week, don't mm-hmm. you? That's, you know, 500, mm-hmm. 500 That's your 500, yeah. yeah. And, so, and the idea is by doing that, you're not going to lose muscle mass. So, yes. you know, so you're, you're, yeah. you're losing fat, but not mass. Yes. So in that situation, what about the person who does want to lose a lot of weight really quickly? Do they just have to stick to that rule? You can't. You can't lose weight quickly. So, you so, just can't. Yep. So yeah. So you've just got to stick to that rule. If you do, you'll be under-eating by by too much yep. and your body you'll just go into starvation mode it'll work for the short term but then you'll put it back on later and we you just see it happening time yeah. and time again with fad diets and high protein diets and the problem with fad diets work. is you are actually losing muscle mass so then when you put the weight yes. on you've actually yes. put on more fat because the whole yeah. the whole concept for example with protein diets is that you're going into um uh ketosis so you're burning down you're burning muscle and and fat for energy you're not burning sugars which is the fuel of choice it's kind of like putting 
I don't know, Coca-Cola in your car's gas tank and expecting yeah. it to, to function. Let's say, it, theoretically, it could function, but you might screw your engine. Yeah. That's kind of what you do to your body. Yeah. If you don't fuel it with carbohydrates... And over the long term, if you keep doing that, you're depleting <clears throat> your, your muscle. Well, and it's not it's not healthy nutritionally. No. and Yeah, so so the third thing with the carbohydrates, so, so first of all, it's your body's fuel of choice. You need it to have an efficient metabolism. And, and of course, nutrition, you know, having a healthy diet. Of course, we're always wanting people to have optimal nutrition. Well, where do you get your fiber from? You know, your antioxidants, your phytochemicals, all of these good things that prevent cancer, they all come from carbohydrate foods. They don't come from, from fats and meats. Fats and proteins certainly have their role. Yeah. But the more, you know, and even if you can go towards a more vegetarian-based diet, getting plant-based proteins is, is easier on your body and, and it's very healthy for you. So um, good quality, you know, high-carbohydrate diet's really the way to go. So... So, I mean, that, that's sort of we talked about the guys that are <clears throat> trying to lose fat. Yeah. What about the guys, you know, say they've been playing rugby. football, rugby, whatever, mm-hmm. and they're actually... Um, the muscle mess they want to lose. They're, they're lean, yeah. they're pretty lean, you know, their targets are in the right place, but they're just, they're just, just big guys. Yeah. They're just um, big guys. What are some strategies they can maybe look to adopt um, that are, say, different for the ones... Oh, was that guy? Yeah. When I started triathlon, not and, not being stupid, but I was yeah. close to ninety kg, yeah. and then you know, how much do you weigh now? About seventy. Look at those guns, man! He's on the way back. Well, I'm putting weight he's, back on. He's I'm back in the weight room. I'm back in the weight room. The team. beach is over there. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> my friends, Diz and Troy destroy. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you like one? You like one? You'll use it too. But anyway, <laughs> I, I pulled it off, team. But anyway, oh, but laughing. yeah, totally. Like I, I lost. And I was lean when I was back in those days and yeah. pretty much lost 12 kg of body of muscle mass. Really. How did you do it? Just because I started training like an animal yeah. outside. Well, there's your answer. Yeah. 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 There, there isn't a real magic way to, to, you know, you can't say to your body, okay, body, I'm good. I'm yeah. not, not going to drink this Coke, but, you know, don't burn fat, burn muscle. It, it yeah. doesn't quite work that way. It, it's, it's like spot reduction, eh? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it doesn't really work. You could work. try. <laughs> but having, you know, it, it, I get the question, you know, of guys who want to lose fat and put on muscle muscle weight. And yeah. you can't do the two. The, yeah. the, the two are mutually exclusive. You can't mm-hmm. do them at the same time. You can you can lose the weight, but then when you build the muscle, you actually gain weight. So you have to kind of treat each one separately. But to actually lose muscle mass, to be honest, I've never had that question really. And it's mm. not... I don't. I don't really know. Apart from, I think training. Yeah, well, like from my experience, <clears throat> like I really was. I think I was about yeah. nearly ninety kg at that time. Yeah. And it just came off because of the fact I was just training so much more than what yeah. I did. And and I'd yeah. done a lot of strength specific work. Yeah. And then you switch to rides. endurance. Yeah. yeah. The long yeah. stuff. And I think that will do it for sure. I think I agree. I think long stuff and also running. That's what's going to yeah. get, yeah. get it off quicker. Yeah. But you got if you're a big guy, you're going to be very yeah. careful with the running. Um, yeah. But. That's traditionally yeah. what is going to help you yeah. get your, your weight off, and yeah. it's just going to take a bit of time. You know, you yeah. see, it's funny when you see guys come on Epic Camp, um, and when they first maybe come, they're they're quite big, solid units, and then each each time they maybe come back, they're just they're leaner. just leaner and leaner and leaner, mm-hmm. and then they get down to a really good racing weight. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll be really patient with that one. Yep, and I would still follow those same principles that I gave for the weight loss in general. Yep. So if you you know if you are looking to lose weight, then yeah, just just have a look at your diet, and if you can cut back. Your your, your daily calories, um, see how you go. And remember, if you cut back your calories and you find that you really are starving and you're not getting in enough, then then by all means, don't don't cut. What it are back some too indicators? Much. Obviously, hunger, yep. uh, fatigue, fatigue, 
you know, lack of energy, yeah. you know, um, you can certainly get, you know, nutritional deficiencies if the quality of your diet is not very good. But it's, I think it, it's, you know, going into your workouts and finding that you're just, you just don't have the power, you can't yeah. perform and, and getting sick can, yeah. can be a, an indicator as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, one of the one I've got is um, just your timing of your meals. Should that be changed? Like, um, say you're, you're training in the morning <clears> and, you, and you have your breakfast, your lunch, and then mm-hmm. you train before your evening dinner. Is, is that dinner somewhere where you should be careful? You know, you hear people saying about trying to maybe not have too many carbs in the evening, or does yeah. that not matter too much because you're not going to be doing yeah. your next workout for say twelve hours time? Yeah, I would. I would still stick to the targets. You know, if, if you're um, splitting your meals out based on your carbohydrate targets, I wouldn't look. You know, if if you're the kind of person who actually likes to have a big evening meal, yeah, then maybe you could cut back a little bit so sure. it's spread throughout the day in a more consistent manner. Mm. But I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. Like if you're if you're training in the evenings and then you need to have a late dinner and then you're going to bed straight after, mm. don't under eat or starve at that meal. You still need it because that's going to still be part of your recovery program. Yeah. So, but just look at maybe the overall quantity and if you're you know, if you're pigging out and going to bed and you're feeling all bloated and like you've just simply eaten too much, then sure, cut it back a little bit. But just try to use a bit of a bit of common sense there. And don't be afraid to eat at night. It's not it's not bad. The most important thing, I can't say this enough, is the key is consistent carbohydrate throughout the whole day. Yeah. Okay. I guess just a couple of questions more on you know, some problems people come up when it comes to weight loss. What are some of the things that, you know, maybe you know, with kind of keep this very formulaic mm-hmm. um, what are some of the problems that you come across as nutritionists when people come to staying disciplined with uh, their diets that's what, I don't really have that problem because I get people to actually eat okay. and they come back to me really surprised going oh that's far too much food I'm not used to eating that much yeah. food and then they, I, I'm like just try it you know, see how you go. And then they come back to me a week or two later and all of a sudden they're feeling so much more energized. Yep. They're feeling really good. And, and next thing you know, they, they do start losing weight. Yep. So it, it really does work, but you have to trust it. And mm. you have to try to block out the, the fad information that you get from the magazines and yeah. from the latest newspaper article. No fads here. No oh, fads, man. Because I was just about to start the lemon detox diet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> No, you, you really do have to trust it, and that's where getting getting some guidance and and some help and uh, yeah, it's it's important to have have a sounding board, someone who can who can help you out with that. And what about any uh, power cookie updates? Anything new well, in the world of power cookies? M's Power Cookies is one of the sponsors of the. Festival Travel Festival. The Hot Tribe. Hot Babe. M's Power Girl's going to be there. You're going to be there? Yeah, man. Oh, mate. If it's hot, I'm busting up the yellow bikini, too. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Oh, game on. Yeah. I'll, I'll borrow it. Yeah. I'll do it around as well. We can we can rotate it. We need to get you a yellow mankini. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really into the mankini. You can be Power Boy. You'd look great. Yeah. You got the, you know, Troy and what's the, what's the names? Dez. Dez Troy. and Troy. Destroy. Destroy. You like that, don't you? I love it. Yeah, yeah. For those who can't, yeah. can't see this, you point to one bicep, you call him Dez. You point to the other bicep, you call him Troy. And together they Bring destroy. Bring them together. Bring them together. Yeah. I can't do that. I haven't got biceps. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist. I've got biceps. Check those guns oh, out. Look at that, mate. You're putting John to shame. I know. I'm, like, not, even, I'm not even going to pull mine I out. smash them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, and so what's up for you for the then? So coast to coast. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm on. I'm still, you know, on the fence about coast to coast. But it is the time that I have to make that decision, and you know, I. I don't think I'm quite ready to, 
Lay down yet? Uh, I'm not. Got to put a spark in the fire. I do. I still have that spark. Part of me's like, oh, I don't have time. I'm too busy. But then part of me is like, well, I know what to do, and I can be smarter with my training this year and less trips to the mountains. Maybe do more training locally where I live on the west coast because there's lots of really good training over there. And so I just need to weigh it up. And <clears throat> but but it, the, the focus is the business. You know, I've got John's triathlon festival in a couple weeks. Yeah. And then I'm coming back to Christchurch in January for the Elite Cycling Nationals. Oh, great. And I'm really keen That's to... That's such a good event. I know. And so we're going to do Power Girl there as well. And yeah, it's going to be really fun. We're going to do some cool stuff there. I think you should go to the bikini because Power Girl will be pretty hot. I know, but the bikini... Yeah, I can't really say at this stage, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the bikini might be out there. And then straight after that, I'm off to challenge Wanaka to, nice. to do promotions there. So I do have a lot of travel going and that's what I have to weigh up is... All the work stuff. This is yeah, but it's really fun to go out and take power mm. cookies on the road. You know, I was up in Rotorua at the Single Speed World Championships, and mm. there's some photos on my Facebook page from that, the M's Power Cookies Facebook nice. page. Make sure you join it, team. It's hilarious. One question I do have, just oh. more on the business side of things, yeah. is, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of guys out there, guys and girls out there, probably do want to lose some weight. If they do, you do personal coaching over the net. I, I do. I do my personal nutrition consults, and they're three ninety five, okay, and that, great. but that includes like I'll look at. I send you a questionnaire. It's New Zealand too, so it's, if you're in the UK, it's yeah, federal. exactly. <laughs> it's like it's that. like twenty quid. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you can pay online with. I've I've got online um, credit card, yeah. PayPal. Yeah, so we can we can certainly do that. And and what it gives you is your whole personalized plan. I look at what you're currently doing. So if you if you really are serious about it and you really need some guidance and you want me to help you, then I can just work with you and come up with a plan. And it's yeah, it's, it's go really to good. Power cookie. They go go to powercookies.com and just yeah, just send an email. We're gonna link to it on our website as well if you want to yeah. check it out, go to www.dubdubdubine.me yeah. and you can see yeah. that link. And I've got some really healthy recipes on powercookies.com. Oh, really? I've been putting oh, power cookies recipes, yeah. Um, and if you're in Australia, remember you can get power cookies now as well. At bike shops. Bike shops. Yep. And Kiwis you can order through powercookies.com. Yep. And bike, shops and, and bike shops and bike shops and health 2000 nice. I just oh. got um, supplier status with health 2000 I'm just at the low level I, am, so. I have to say I am loving the new the new formula I was at in, in oh. Wellington on the weekend teaching her classes yeah. mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and I was at the gym and there's some power cookies here so I support the crew and uh, yeah I was loving it <laughs> awesome I love it I just, it's a little bit it's a softer or something about it it's great moister. yes moister. it is it is it's and tastier and the packaging is all going to be updated and the nutritional is a wee bit healthier too because we've reduced the butter and put in a little bit of sunflower oil and we've also reduced the the sugar that's in it the brown sugar and put in a bit of rice syrup so it the formulation is just it's a slight little tweak but the reason why it tastes great we did it it tastes better it's better for the shelf life and now that i'm exporting to aussie it's it's important to make sure that the shelf life is there and um and yeah the they, they taste better. So check, it's like check, check it out, team. Always Power, refining. Powercookies.com. Thanks for coming on, Em. Thanks, Love boys. Bit, Love to be here. Didn't end up smelling that bad in the end, did it? No, no, no. it smells good. I maybe did deodorize myself just used to before it. I came around. Oh, did you? Mm. Oh, actually, maybe it did. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> here we go. Right. <laughs> Sponsor. Okay, here we go. We've got Coffees of Hawaii. John, you know what's coming soon, John? I don't know. What is yeah. coming? Christmas time. Christmas time. What's your favourite? Uh, we'll tell you, I'd put Thomas on the naughty list this morning. Oh, back it up. Thomas the naughty list. How does that work? Naughty list. He gets put on the naughty list. No presents whatsoever. Oh. He's he pretty oh. upset about it. Could I tell you a good trick? Because mm-hmm. in New Happy Zealand, it's coming up summertime. So the flies start to exist, don't they? Mm-hmm. Flies start to come around. My parents always said the flies are sent as little helpers. Oh, okay. So the flies are watching you. Right. Yeah, hopefully you've got too many flies in your house, but... <laughs> no, no, it's uh, Thomas on the naughty list. 
I guess so. So what he what he done to get on the naughty list? Big bite on his sister's back. back full, full on hickey bite. Hickey bite. Yeah. So teeth, what happened? What, 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 last time he did it, the teeth marks stayed there for at least a day. It's, it was pretty deep. And so, so. I wouldn't, we actually had a bit of a cut out there. So we, we, we're kind of talking about what we were talking about. I want to know what dad goes like when that happens. Angry dad. Angry dad. But I try to control it. So I lift him up and I am pretty angry with him. And I take him down the stairs, plonk him on the stairs. And he's got to stay there for a little bit yeah. and sit on the stair. And he's what tone wailing. do you use? Talk to me. Tell me off. No. Go on. Pretty angry. Bevan, get on that step. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dad, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bite it. <laughs> so he's. Uh, and then we rang up Santa. Oh, and, did uh, you? Yep. Oh, eight hundred two 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 two. Don't do that overseas. No. And uh, we told Santa about it, and he's put on the morning list. Oh, really? But he can work his way off. Have you got that website where they do the the um they create a video? No. Oh, it's amazing. Okay. What they do is you put in what your kid wants, mm-hmm. your kid's name and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then it sends through a video. Santa's talking to your kid and he even says your name and everything. It's done very very well. Send me the link. I'll send it through to you, John. I might even put it in the show notes this week for the listeners. Good. Yes. Okay. Well. We're back uh, to coffees of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, back to coffees. Christmas <laughs> is coming, and that's why. It's a good time to get on Coffee's Why. Get yourself some Christmas goodies. And come on, John, are people already saying to you, what can I get you for Christmas? They are. All the listeners are emailing me. <laughs> and the con- container's been ordered, and we're sitting outside. You can send it to P.O. Box 41086, Ferrybed Christchurch. Oh, nice. uh, Double up. The boys, remember, not just right. one of us. And, but, but no, no we, we're not. done. Our Christmas shopping is done and dusted. We're sorted. We got oh, yeah, it's only because Belinda did it. Let's yeah. say taking credit for, credit for it. And well, the thing is, I'm, I'm already getting the, what do you want for Christmas, Beef from mm. everybody. And what, what, what a perfect answer. Let's say you've got a male in your life or you've got someone who's hopeless to buy for or a granddad or someone, you know, let's be honest, most females are easier to buy for mm-hmm. because they'll bit let of, you know. Bit lippy, but a... <laughs> Smellies. Nail polish, smellies. Yeah. You know, whereas guys, you know what, we get a bit sick of undies, don't we? Mm. You know? And so, something different, something out there. And if you aren't going to be getting something for Christmas off there, and you, some of you appreciate, you may not all be coffee drinkers. You can always try the, um, the caffeine-free or the teas. Yeah. But also, these guys have been supporting the IM Talk community for a long, long, long time. time. First supporter. And then you can go, they've also got in there and they've got a whole bunch of apparel, and they've got good stuff, you know, they've got caps, which are the head sweats caps, they've got some nice clothing, some cool t-shirts, so get on there and you click on the apparel button, and uh, you can get yourself some nice stuff and support somebody who's supporting the show. And they've still got the deal on where if you buy, spend 40 bucks, uh, you get a free bag of, free bag of some, coffee. some coffee, and just That's use the code. doing our piece to the best. John, the question I have is, how does he get off the naughty list? Uh, he's just got to have really good behaviour, be nice to his sister, yeah. include her in some playing. Uh, does he not like including her, does he? His uh, things, he's okay his occasionally, but he just gets in his way. Yeah. Uh, so. Do you let him know he's off the naughty list? Like, is he in fear right now? Well, we really encourage good behaviour. <laughs> really encourage it and we celebrate it when he does good things. Oh, yeah, that's good, John. It's yes. good. Very good. Love your work. Good parenting. Yes. I'm thinking we should flake discussion on I mean, um, website of the week. I think that's a good idea. Because we've still got a few questions to do. Yep. And it's coming up next week. Okay. Questions and answers. But in saying that, the one we delayed last week you didn't put on this week. I don't think we delayed last week's one we delayed the week before that and then I had that last week. Oh, is I'm that pretty, pretty sure. Okay. I think. But I'll no, double I think, check. No, on you, that. Actually, 
Sorry, I was wrong. Okay. I'm Good. a bigger man, John. I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm <laughs> it's, it's a big deal, you know? <laughs> I know. I'll tell you. Okay, we've got a question through from John Livesley. And uh, I'm 40. I've been competing in triathlon for two seasons. I followed a three-year plan, the John nice. Newsom trademark three-year plan, and stepped up from sprint to Olympic distance in year one to compete in Ironman 70.3 this year. Next season, I'll be doing Ironman UK in Bolton, and as things are now getting serious, it's time to buy a new bike or maybe upgrade to my existing one. So far, I've been using a carbon fiber road Nike. Well, I didn't know Nike did bikes. Hmm? They do everything, don't they? Uh, With standard wheels and clip-on tri-bars, can you give me some advice on what kind of bike to go for? Should I invest in a more aggressive TT bike-style bike, and will this be suitable for a full Ironman? Should I go for carbon wheels? Should I step up for a clip-on to integrated tri-bars? How about the fitting? Is it worth it? So, it it's kind a of question, depends, isn't it? It is a big question. It kind of depends on how much budget you've got. So if you've got plenty of budget, you just go the full whammy. You know, you get your bike set up, you get your aero wheels, you get your aero helmet, you get your power meter, you get your TT bike, and you're all sweet. You well, can I was, I was, buy I was in, speed. Uh, yeah, I was with a mate in Wellington last weekend called Adam Rigby. Good guy, good character. And uh, he said that to me. He said, I'm not that fast, but Bev... But I buy my speed. <laughs> yeah, and you do. You can. Those things all work. It, it, granted, the marketing hype might tell you they're going to work more than they do, but aero wheels and aero helmets and all those sort of things make a big difference. But if I was to prioritise for somebody who maybe was on a limited budget and you're trying to figure out how to best spend your money, I'd say a bike setup is going to be a big one. You want to be trying to get as aero as you possibly can, but at the same time being able to maintain or even increase your power output. So I think that, but you've got to get that done from a well-respected person, and it may take a couple of visits to get it right. You know, you may go away and it may change it, but that might hurt you back. And, but you might need to settle into that, but and you may lose some power. But you just you might take a couple of visits. How do you find out where a respectable person is? I think the forums are probably a pretty reasonable place. Yeah. You know, if you get several people saying one guy's great, then then that's because every bike shop will do it. But who, who knows if the guy's Mickey Mouse or not? He's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll get your seat height right and they'll get you all sort of sorted right. But you know, getting you as aero as you possibly can be on the the, the type of bike you've got. Um, whilst also maintaining power is, is a fairly specialised art so have a bit of a look around for that I'd say that's a pretty high priority aero wheels also make a big big difference and instead of getting a whole new bike I'd probably prioritise aero wheels um, if you had aero wheels with, a clip, with clip-ons I think that would be a good investment aero helmet, less expensive but definitely makes um, a good difference, you've got to get one that, that you're comfortable with though you know, for, um, Bolton's probably not going to be ridiculously hot, no. the vents they reduce, generally reduce the effectiveness of the aero helmet but you've just got to keep keep cool and you know, people like Crowey and stuff still don't wear aero helmets in Kona, not because they don't believe that they're going to work, it's because they just get a bit too hot yep. um, and then I would say a, um, a power meter I'd probably rank that you know, if you're committed to your power meter and you've got somebody who can help you with it and you're going to use it really effectively all the time, it's an incredibly useful tool for Ironman racing. Well, I think the thing is with power meters is know you who you are. I always talk about this, but if you're not a numbers geek, don't buy it because yeah. you'll never use it and it's just a waste of money. You're better off to put it into something like wheels or helmets or stuff like that. But if you know you're a bit of a numbers geek, well, there'll be yeah. a good investment because you'll use it for motivation. Totally. And then I put the TT bike. And, and uh, TT bike will make... It does make a really good difference, um, and speaking from experience, I know it does. Uh, one thing I would say, though, with Bolton, it's a, it's a moderately hilly course, so the TT bike is going to have potentially less impact that it, than it may do, say, at a race like 
Bustleton or um, Florida or somewhere which is more flat, you know, um, on a course like that, then maybe the clip-ons um, on your standard bike will be okay because you'll climb a bit better, you'll handle a bit better on the descents. Um, but in summary, I mean, all those things are going to, um, you can buy yourself time. And if you've got the budget, get the full, the full shebang. Um, in terms of what sort of bike, we can't really comment on that because yeah. there's so many bikes out there, out there and they're all got their pros and cons. And it really Most brands pretty good, you know what I mean? Like it's, isn't, yeah. You've just got to find something that fits your body type, fits your flexibility range. Um, and again, that will link back to the sort of the bike fitting um, side of things as well. Okay, Diane Sutherland came through with a question just asking about the run walk protocol. I'm keen to hear about how John and, and coaches are getting along with the run walk. I've been checking that podcast from a year ago and you were talking about this and John said he was going to do this. Uh, have there been any events done with this format? How did they go? And uh, just interested to see how the hardcore athletes are having success with it and any hints for people using this method. So we've had, um, I've had been coaching a lot of guys doing it, Ironman guys, doing fantastically sub three hour guys um and fresh marathons i mean i did it but didn't quite stick to the the long longer walks i had to reduce that walk down as we've talked about i was doing 3k on 20 seconds off to 20 seconds walking every every 3k um but for a lot of guys i've had doing sub three hour marathons who have been doing nine minutes on one minute off or slight variations of that yeah and for pretty much all my ironman guys that i've been coaching they generally will walk the aid stations some aid state like in cozumel i think the aid stations were every k, k or something oh, like okay. that so they were doing maybe every second <coughs> every aid k. station it was it was they were very very close maybe it was every mile i can't yeah but it was, they were close so in summary i'd say for, for ironman athletes i'd strongly encourage um walking through all aid stations the key thing is is you walk briskly and you don't slow down too much and you've just got to be consistent with it all the way through good times and train it and train it yep uh good old uh skip kreinberg is just saying long time listen to the show love the work uh, I even featured a website of the world, or we did a website a week of his, but he's basically saying that I'm in Cosimo. We spoke about Dr. Amanda Stevens leading the swim in 46 minutes for the pro ladies. She had held the lead for a lot of the bike also, but you didn't mention that it was her first Ironman. She raced ITU for many years and then started 70.3s. She won her first 70.3 this year and finished fourth at the Worlds a few weeks ago. The thing, the wild thing, is that in June she did not only get married; she also had surgery to remove her gallbladder, and missed several weeks of training in those items. For those items, uh, so her debut Ironman was very spectacular. However, I'm biased because she's a good friend of mine, so we just sort of love there. Nice. <clears throat> um, just we've got lots of people trying to get Lance on the show, giving us strategies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably try to get onto that early next year. Uh, but lots of people come up with these master plans to get. To get yeah. Lance on the show, so hopefully that will happen. And then the Skivvy Burglar, Ian Tivy, was basically saying, because last week we were talking about Buck Shelford's balls. balls. Yeah. Yeah, and he was saying he was at, uh, what's that, Longburg? Loughborough. What was it? Loughborough. Loughborough University in the UK, a big sports university. It's where most of the British ITU pros are based. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Uh, the first team rugby player went into a tackle and started screaming like a girl at a million decibels and was stretched off still screaming turned out he dislocated his leg his ball went into his hip socket and then his leg popped back in <laughs> crushing his balls by his hip joint oh my oh. That, would just, that would be incredible <laughs> you know what I reckon you'd faint you'd just pass out I reckon oh, you'd pass out imagine girls you don't understand <laughs> I don't think we even understand <laughs> imagine that your leg pops out your ball yeah. goes and your legs pop oh <laughs> Oh, 
That is a good definition of pain. That <laughs> is pain at its best. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so thanks for sending that through. Yes. All, the, all the listeners, the male listeners out there are just cringing right now. That's right. Okay, John. Well, sponsor athlinks.com. So the Athlinks, as you guys know, we haven't talked about this for a while. I'm not the, because it, it's even small for me. I know. They've got the, the rivals. Oh, that's big. <laughs> They've got rivals on Athlinks. So, you, you, you know, in the past, you know, if you race somebody, I think it's three times, then they come up on your list as a rival. So I think, Bevan, you're a rival of mine. You probably beat me too. Glenn Russell. Um, nice. The Jersey modifier. Yeah, I think you probably beat him. Uh, maybe just, just. Just maybe sprinted him in the finish Although line. Glenn, Glenn does have the, the prestige of saying... He trained less and did better. Mm. So I think he didn't train much at all for his second race and did a better result. So yeah. that was good effort. Anyway, with the rivals, so all your rivals have come up. But now, um, what they've had up there for a while is you can actually go there and edit your rivals. So if you've got, say, you know, in your town, so if you, especially if you're in places like the States where you're racing, um, there's a lot more races, the bigger races, you'll probably have a lot more rivals. If you go back to do the same Ironman every year, you're probably going to have quite a few rivals. Or someone like Hal Tell who races every week. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like he's going to have lots of rivals. And you just maybe you would think, right, I just want to have my mates as Rivals, the guys that I know and I race regularly, you can just go into into Athlinks, click on. Holy moly, what was that? Oh, no, the girls are turning up, mate. Don't worry, <laughs> <screwing> my life. <laughs> and you can go in there and you can now edit your rivals, so you can choose who you want to have on particular lists. And you say, right, I don't want Bill, Ted, and Barry to be my rivals, yep. and uh, and you can just compare yourselves on a race by race basis, so you can get all that. And, and again, the, 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 these rivals don't even have to be on Athlinks, do they? They're just people who are on the race list That's right. and it's just turn up on your list. But, you know, you could also look at the opposite of that and you can go, well, well, these guys who I'm racing with often, you know, what, what races are they doing? You kind of just check out your competition a bit beforehand. You know, how did they do last year in this race? Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to, you know, let's say you're going to do, I know, a marathon this weekend and you want to see who your competition is going to be and you've got these guys who are your rivals, you can kind of figure out what they're like at certain races and use it to your advantage. Totally. And one other thing that you can do on Athlinks as well, uh, to keep all your race information documented well in one place, and one thing I did yesterday is you can add pictures and videos and stuff um, to your race. So you can go on there and you can add, uh, get on to log on and you can go down the bottom of your little little sidebar and you can add pictures, you can add videos, and then you can actually link them into races. So if, um, oh, great. If, then if you want to go back and say, I want to go and look at what oh, happened cool. at um, whatever... Auckland Marathon, um, and if you've got a little video clip, whether it's what they've provided um, through that photo service they do yep. or somebody else has taken for you, then you can link that up there. It gives you a nice little documented history of your racing, and you can make that public too if you want a bit of promo. If nice. you're looking for sponsors and stuff, you saw that then, didn't you, John? You did. I yeah. love your work. Give them a little bit of love. Okay, sponsors athlinks.com. Uh, social networking, get on it, team. Coffeesofwhy.com. Christmas time's coming. And extreme endurance. Check out the blog. Anything else we need to mention before we move, wrap up? Yes, Auckland, one, thing, one thing I've got to say about the Auckland Marathon, um, the Adidas Auckland Marathon, is give them a little bit of love. Good. Um, I, I had a big package arrive the other day. I thought, holy moly, what's this? And it turned up and it was a a, um, a huge big Powerade bag and a new pair of Adidas glasses. Did you get tents? I did. Well, apparently it looks like I did get tents. Oh, well done, man. That's good work. But I think it, I'm still listed as 11th. Hey, no, you're 10th. But we'll call it 10th. But it's just nice that they actually send out the prizes. Like most other races, if you're not there, you, you don't get it. And yeah. that's, and that's, you know, that's happened to me a lot. Um, but it's just sort of good on them for sending out the prize. Hey, man, that's pretty hot. You know what? I've even used you for credibility for me now. Oh, good. Yeah, because I said, oh, my mate got 10th in the Auckland Marathon. Yeah. Yeah, and people like that. Because cause you're cool then. Yes. Because I know someone who's cool. Cool by association. Yeah, cool by association. I pulled that one out. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, my mate did the marathon. Like, you didn't have to go, I oh, got 10th. Really? Yeah. 
train with him. You're going to yeah. say tenth out of however the thousand or so. That makes it sound twenty five thousand. Yeah, we'll give it that. I'll inflate it a little bit so yeah. it makes you sound better. Yeah, mate, that's, that, that is impressive. We had hundred thousand listeners last week. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Wasn't it hundred billion? Hundred billion. <laughs> Okay, um, okay. What's happening in your life, Bevan? Oh, John. I'll get him before you. Do you know what I did? I went to Reese Darby, uh, the comedian. Yeah, he's a Fight of the Concords guy. Yeah. See, I'm not completely ignorant no. when it comes to all things Did you watch Fight of the Concords? Yes. Did you like it? I didn't watch on TV. I watched, Some I watched, way. generally watched on planes, reruns. Oh. Like it was on too late at night for me. Oh, uh, I didn't watch it on TV either. It was oh. good, but he's, he's the funniest out of all of them. Yeah. Oh, that was. I don't know if you he's pretty that. good. Uh, he is very good, but he, yeah, he was very good. It was very, very funny. In New Zealand, we've got a new mobile phone company called Two Degrees, which I'm on. All good. Are you? Yeah. And, is uh, it good? It is good. It's cheap, eh? Yeah. Yeah, very cheap. Mm. Um, and he does all the, the adver- adverts with them, and he's, he's great on the adverts. So I did see that. That's pretty great. Um, I'm not up to much, mate, to be honest. Went to Wellington for the weekend. Did some work there. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, oh. Back it up. Back it up, John. Back it up. Here we go. Started looking at houses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're changing strategy a little bit. Might not sell this house. Yep. Might yep. keep this house as a rental. Yep. And buy a house together. What area are you looking? Well, we looked up in... Um, just good. I'm liking that. I'm liking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Point, pointing somewhere close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. I'm not looking to, to travel too far. Yeah. Kaikoura. We're looking at Kaikoura. All right. The rest of this podcast for future is going to be on our Skype. Um... We're looking either Central City. No, don't do that. <laughs> Seriously, I guarantee you'll be disappointed moving from this area into the city. You'll be have, dealing with really small. You'll be dealing with the small man. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Over here, nice. Um, or Mount Pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> you might have the smoke there. But. Well, so we looked. We looked at a couple of houses. So, John, the big question is because John and I don't live together. Mm. Is it risky moving in? Buying a house together without even living together first. Mm. Same, same. Same, same, you think? Mm. Okay. This is why I'll listen to you. You have to buy a lot of um, stuff if you're not moving out of your flats, though. If you're leaving all your stuff in your flats. Like no, no, no. You take your stuff from your stuff. flats. Okay. They're going to be rentals, but right. we're not going to leave them furnished. Okay. No. Right. John, who'd want, who'd want my stuff? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Now, there's a book called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, and uh, they talk about how if you go into someone's bedroom... They, they get these people who don't know you to go in your bedroom and they get about 80% of your personality traits right mm. just by looking at your bedroom mm-hmm. and uh, what do you think they think of me John I mean uh, the studios the studios I've got a mat your bed is usually made yeah. so that takes but did you sleep in it last night yes I did, I did. did. Yeah. Yeah. I always make bed um, I always tidy up yeah. obviously a bit of musical musical stuff going on yeah. there yeah nice um, not a lot of artwork around hey, well yeah uh, that's only because Joe made it for me yeah yeah, yeah. I care about friends and family. Lots no of light, photos. No light, but no light, no light shade. And I'm a bit of a minimalist, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A thinker. Lots of books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, lots of books. great mind. Yeah, great mind. Yeah. So it's me. It's often a little cold in here, though, in winter. That's because I'm cheap. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think you'd probably get it right, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. me fundamentally. What would people think of you? Well, our bedrooms looking pretty good these days. Really? You've we've, done it up. we've gone gone for broke on our on our bedroom table. Uh, so they probably think you're pretty classy. They would. They're walking. Oh, this guy's class. The roof lets us down. The roof of your house. Stucco roof thingy. It's, oh, you got the old seventies stippling. Mm. Uh. We got the whole house done. We didn't get the bedrooms done. We just couldn't afford it at the time. Uh. Anyway, we we'll donate a bit more to the show. Then I might be able to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> my life will be happier. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, what's what's up with you? We're only uh, now 
12 days out from the race, I think, from my race. 12 days? No. Is it? It's not this weekend. It's the weekend after next. 12 days. A little frustrating. I'm getting a, starting to get a few emails in from people not wanting to pay the late entry fee. And like some people are saying, oh, it's, um, you know, How it's, much it's, more still, is it? still, it's 15 bucks. Oh, good. But it's, it. it's like 12 days before the race. And I'm like, and they're going, oh, you know, it's still 12 days to the race. And I'm like, do you guys have any idea how much work goes into organizing a race and having to order all the stuff? And yep. I, and no, like, I don't, John, but I appreciate your pain. I was getting pretty frustrated. So how do you respond, John? Because you, John, you're not the best at being subtle at times. <laughs> I take a few deep breaths. I go discuss it with Belinda. And you put a smiley face back. at the end of it. I'll, I'll occasionally will. You need to put the smiley face. In some instances, they have been entering two or three people, like it might be for the kids, and then I've got a bit of leeway. Oh, so that's the strategy. Get your mates together, do it as a blog. Mm. Actually, I said that to somebody else. I said, I said, okay, if you get somebody else to enter, then I might well consider uh, waving nice. the entry It's a negotiation that can happen here. Yes. But uh, it's just a little... Yeah, yeah. Talking about, like I, I have been hopeless over the years at ordering, sometimes late. Mm. But that's my fault. And then you just pay the late fee. Yeah, that's your yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, it's my fault. Don't problem be people entering late. People in, yeah. complain by it's the interest fee. Yeah, and it's not like my race is extortion expensive. Yep, five thousand. So anyway, entry. it's all going pretty well. Entries looking pretty good, but at the moment we're at um, about four hundred people going to be in nice, the race, which is nice. good. Hopefully I still haven't sent out my email. I'm doing that today. I'm oh, sorry, okay, I didn't do that earlier. Doing that today for you, John. And then my database is pretty big too, so good. hopefully and get some then, people. So we should have maybe by race day nearly 500, 450, 500. Nice, pretty, so yeah, pretty good. good. It's good. And the, the good thing is, like for some of the items they're getting in race bags, I've ordered five hundred. So I kind of, if I, if I don't get that many people, I'm kind of stuck with stuff. So what kind of stuff is it? Because maybe well, no, got... I'm not telling. Oh. It's a surprise. Oh, bags nice, nice. Any other goss other than this race? Any other goss? Mm. What does Thomas want for Christmas? Uh, we, went, we went to Santa Claus last week. And you go to Santa Parade? No, Santa Claus. Yeah, but you go to Santa Parade? No. Oh, John! No. Why not? In a year or two's time, we'll be there. Is we're it? not into the Santa Parade. <laughs> Thomas would be. We, we, were, at the, we were at the beach uh, at Pegasus swimming. Thomas was loving it. Oh. So maybe Christmas tree. This week is Christmas tree. I think they'll be coming out this weekend. Okay. And so, and so what does he want? Uh, I think he said to Santa he wanted a wheelbarrow, but he got a wheelbarrow last Christmas. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty practical. Mm. Right. Uh, so I don't know what else he's getting. He's getting what he's got. <laughs> so he better get off that naughty list first. He I think. Get off the naughty list. Other than that, no, it's all about the race at the moment. Okay, Ten days to go. The race DJ, I'm BJ, yeah, I've got training. my list. Look at this here. My MC notes. Look at that. I've got to make sure he's. I'm at the to be there at six forty-five. Six forty-five. He's even. Week. He's even told me how long it gets to takes to get there, haven't yeah, you, John? Yeah, I biked there at the weekend. Yeah, pretty comprehensive race. page. Oh, yeah, no, pretty John, comprehensive. I'm, I'm, about four pages of notes there for you. Yeah, and then I've got um, all the elite athletes have filled in little profiles, so you have profiles on all the great. elite athletes. Yep, helping me do a great job, John. And that's one of the things I'll say. I've got a pretty reasonable elite field for my race. So if yeah. you're in Christchurch and if you're not racing, get out there and support. Like we've got um, Tony Dodds, who's uh, been fourth in the world under 23s. Got James Alvery, who's been uh, he's about New Zealand's fourth ranked athletes maybe make the London Olympics Rhodesy was talking about coming nice um, and then a whole bunch of other guys we've got two of the far- basically the two fastest swimmers in New Zealand who do triathlon Dylan McNeese and Will Pryor um, they'll be smoking out of the swim so it's going to be an interesting race it'll just be a great day you know what I mean it's one of those days where you've got these events happening along but you can mm. get an ice cream with your family you get kids mm. getting involved so come along triathlonfestival.co.nz okay guys it's oh, this week's show I'm Russ I'm Endo train hard train smart kia kaha